0: Here we go, 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 go. here we go, go. this, this is, it. is it!
1: This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I'm
0: Sandalini. so what?
1: Welcome along, it's another one of our daily episodes which we hope are helping you through this crisis that we're living through, these these dystopian times. But enough about that, Sam... Um, you were about to tell us a story at the end of yesterday's episode about some broken glass that you'd acquired from your uh, storage. Uh, it was in a bag. It was in the back
0: of your car. Let, let's recap on what was <laughs> going on on Monday. I'd Don't go through the ha- whole episode again. I'd le- No, I'd left the rig. I'd left the rig because I, I, an urge had overtaken me to take the, the as you phrased it, take the temperature of the nation. You just because-
1: said, hang on, did we say Monday's episode? It was
0: Tuesday, this is, wasn't it? This is what happened to me on Monday. It happened.
1: On, I'm sorry, all my days on are Monday. On Monday,
0: I got up and I left the house because I needed to take the temperature of the nation. Because as Britain's did. best journalist, I felt it. It. It fell to me yeah. to really find out what was going on. Hmm. Um, as As I said to you earlier in the way, Candy, I am. I am journalist through and through. If you cut me mm. in half like a stick of Blackpool rock, you will see the word journalism running all the way through my body.
1: Words will spill out of you into I, a puddle on the floor. This and let's is face about, it, Sam, you've got a lot of words in you, haven't you?
0: I've got a huge amount of words. There'd be mm. a word reservoir. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that it's not just my job to take the te- temperature of the nation now for today's people it's also I've got history in mind I've got future generations looking back at my words yeah. as the words of re- historical record anyway
1: you're almost there with George Orwell if anything
0: precisely that So I think there's I one went- other
1: person can I just add I think there's only one other person at the moment I've seen who's out there taking the temperature of the nation in the way that you are Yeah. and that is of course Stanley Johnson the yeah. Prime Minister's dad who dad, this, yeah. this, well, on Tuesday morning went on telly and went well I'm going to go to the pub <laughs> Fuck no one's going to stop me from going to the fucking pub. Uh, Certainly not my son. But there's a, there's a massive fucking father-son power thing going on there, isn't it? Oh, there? yeah. Jesus but I, Christ.
0: I, I can relate to that a lot. <laughs> I can relate to that a lot. Because my relationship with my dad, I'm like, I look at Stanley Johnson and Boris Johnson and I think... <laughs> He, that's exactly how, well, that's my dad, me. my dad wouldn't be mouthing off so much, like, mm. in public, but the whole kind of, like, don't think just because you're Prime Minister, I take you in the least bit seriously. Yeah. Is very much like my dad would be <laughs> if I was Prime <laughs> Minister. Shit.
1: Just because you're Britain's top journalist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, you're the shit on my shoe. Oh, yeah. Right. Anyway. Um... Where so we? I wanted to take yeah. temperature of the nation, but I just ended up up the storage and I broke a uh, broke a picture. What I forgot to mention yesterday, amongst all the different things I found and o- odd bits of my journalism from over the years, I found not just um, a box of issue ones of Enter, Britain's first and only a CD-ROM men's magazine. of them? Yes. I found this second issue, which I don't think you've seen. And Whoa. And it's got Lisa Snowden on the cover of it. certainly this has, is a, yeah. Sh- this is a shoot that we did. I remember it very well. Um
1: oh, forget that.
0: Was you no, it was based on a famous French model. We like What we used to do was get vintage 60s shoots of cool, iconic, stylish women and yeah. bring them to the women that we were shooting I, I like in, how, on all the men's to... magazines.
1: Oh, on, all, on everything, not just Dentner, because it only went for two issues, didn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: No, no, all, all, all the old <coughs> men's Megs, all the gals we had in. You do the same we'd thing go, with oh, them. Look, look at this. This is Bridget Bardosi. We thought we'd do it like this, and then they would go, "Oh yeah, that's nice." So anyway, but I found this, and this is still sealed, Andy. So I could sell this to you. As you can see, even back in two thousand and one, yeah, the cover price is three pounds fifty. Fucking hell. <laughs> Right, and the that the issue one with Amanda Holden on the cover was one pound special price. I, love that
1: one. I can see that from where I'm sat. See that?
0: One pound special price. Oh, up right. yourself, just a quid. And then once we had them hooked, you like know, you liked that, did you? Well, three fifty now cunts. <laughs> right. Now you're hooked, aren't you, to my C D ROM. It's a gateway hooked. drug. The men of Britain <laughs> the men of Britain are addicted to my C D ROM and I can charge them whatever the hell I like. It was like the hand sanitizer of its day. Yeah, fucking um, CD
1: drives are whirring,
0: gagging <laughs> for more. Listen to that. That's the sound of CD drives generating money in my fucking pocket. <laughs> right, uh, 120 minutes of live entertainment for men on a CD-ROM. Mm. Lisa Snowden, Manic Street Preachers, Coldplay, Stella Street, and a free video game. There's some fucker trying to call me, but they can wait. Hell. Um, I don't know what. They, what do Office they not read over the, the force. news? For fuck's sake. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> what anyway, is it? there you, you go. It. Um, yeah. So I edited that. Anyway, enough of that. So I had this broken glass. I yeah. went up to Costco. Uh, I but I freaked out at Costco. I had an existential crisis and left without purchasing anything. I got home and I realised I still had the bag of glass. Hang on a minute. I'm going to have to take this. Hold on. This This is is it. it. Sorry, mate. Somebody reckoned I had the money. Anyway. (laughs) I'm like, hey, pal, that's not the way this phone works, right? You call me with offers. You don't call me asking for stuff, right? This is Sam Delaney you got through to. I don't know if you've had a mix-up with your phone book, right? This is I answer in order to receive, to receive offers of money work. from you, yes. I'll keep it uh, uh, in the
1: episode, shall I? <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry, there's, there's been a mix up here. There has been a terrible mix up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there was a mix up. I'm sure yeah. I don't owe anyone money, but anyway, where, where were we? I think people are trying it on in this climate. Oh, you reckon that's what it is? Who knows? It's a Probably weird time to
1: be... it's, it's all up for grabs, isn't it? Where yeah. were we and
0: anyway? Yeah, so. I got back and I had this all this glass in my um I had this <laughs> I had this glass in in a bag yeah. from the storage um, and I, from because I'd broken the framed picture of calling the gangs promotional poster for their funk emergency talk funk emergency yeah I thought well this this glass it's it's an inconvenient size and shape the dimensions of the glass Andy were very inconvenient because they were long wide, really lethal-looking shards, mm. right? And I'd sort of put them into this kind of reusable shopping bag that I found at the storage, and I, I'd driven around, and I just hadn't found a skip or a glass recycling bin or anything. So somewhere, no, I had somewhere
1: it. that it felt responsible for you to put it.
0: You can't just dump it in any bin, can you? Exactly, because it was dangerous. So I'd been looking for somewhere responsible and I hadn't found it. Mm. And if I'd left it in the storage, I was worried that my storage uh, consultant, Todd, would open the storage next time he was up there and the sharp would fall out Mm. and stab him in the face, which would be awful. So I had this glass. I stuck it in the front garden and I thought, I'll leave it next to those recycling bins for now, but I can't just leave it there. So... Then after I've been home for a little while, I hadn't really mentioned it to my wife because it's exactly the sort of thing she gets cross with me about driving around with big shards of glass, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's she's like problem, you've been at yeah. the
0: storage to get a World Cup DVD and an old magazine you wrote for twenty years ago uh, because you've decided in amidst this national crisis that you have to have get those things <laughs> now. And what you've come back with is just a bag full of lethal looking glass. Nothing yeah. else. Right.
1: <laughs> not even so a Turn.
0: I thought I can see how this will look. So I'm not going to mention it. So I waited till she was distracted on the phone. Right. And then I reached for the Terminator, which regular listeners will know mm. is my household, my rig defense system, which is mm. a baseball bat that she says the Terminator on it. And I said, uh, Len, I said to my son, Len, do you want to see me smash up a load of glass in the front garden? And he said, yes, I do. I mean, I was going to say there, how old is Len? Eight? Eight, yeah. There's
1: only one answer when you ask an eight year old
0: that question, isn't there? It? it was brilliant. Now, Len was in his after school rigwear, which, uh, as I've said before, is his West Ham dressing gown, mm-hmm. tartan pajama bottoms, no top, <laughs> and trainers and he's the uh, Hugh
1: Hefner of Barnes isn't he yeah of the he young is. all he set. needed
0: was a martini glass with an olive in it <laughs> right and he goes yeah I definitely want to watch that so I said look definitely. at this and he'd, he'd never seen the Terminator before because I keep it hidden under the bed because yeah. you do not want an eight-year-old having access to a baseball bat true and he's gone wow what's that and I'd never felt like such a man I went son yeah this is the Terminator yeah we use it only on special occasions in emergencies, but this is an emergency. Son, there is this, li-
1: son this is your birthright. One day uh-huh. this will be handed down to you.
0: I said, Now, do you want to watch from the upstairs window, the front window? And he <laughs> no. said, I would rather come down and watch it. And I said, Okay, well, you have to keep a safe distance because <laughs> it's a <like> firework night. <laughs> I said, Because there may be small shards of glass flying everywhere. <laughs> And so he said, fine. So we came out the front door. As we came out the front door, me dressed in a tracksuit, which is what I'm wearing at all times throughout this crisis, right? And obviously, I've got a shaven head. Funnily enough, I'd shaved it just that morning, so it was looking particularly brutal. And a son in a West Ham dressing gown, bare-chested underneath. And we saw our neighbour, who hates us for reasons that uh, remain unclear, (laughs) nicknamed Raggedy Ann. And I said, oh, hello, hello, Raggedy Ann. I called her by a real name, but I won't reveal that here. And I was about to say, if you need anything, I'm glad I bumped into you, because if, if you need anything uh, while this is all going on, feel free to give me a knock or yeah. you've got my number, text me, and I'm happy to, like, if I'm going out to shops, pick you up some milk or whatever. I got to Hello, mm-hmm. and she looked, me and Len, upside down. All she saw was me with a baseball bat in a tracksuit. In tracksuit. With, with my eight-year-old son, bare-chested, wearing a West Ham dressing gown. She looked us up and down. As if she was going to vomit, and yeah. she slammed the door in my face. So she didn't get the offer of help, although that offer still stands, Raggedy, if you are listening. So, <laughs> I, I, uh, so then I said, right, stand here, Len, because the thing about this glass was it was too dangerous to leave there in the form it was in. It had mm. to be smashed down into smaller pieces. So I got the baseball bat, I laid the bag down in front of me, and I smashed fuck out of this glass. Mm. Smash, smash. Smash! Smash! Mm-hmm. A few people walked past like a couple of dog walkers and I could see they looked disturbed, but I tried to smile at them as if to say, it's fine, I'm just a decent family man smashing up some glass. In, There's in, nothing in, sinister in, about this. In the
1: this. midst of a pandemic. There's nothing yeah. to worry about. This is normal nothing,
0: now. Nothing weird, right? Just normal suburban stuff. And um, Len said, as like, smash, 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 smash! And I heard Len say behind me, watching you do that is really satisfying which <laughs> I didn't know whether to be happy or sad when he said that because I thought this is worrying like it, it obviously is very appealing to him
1: I, it, I can only say it I can, I can only agree with him wholeheartedly because I should have, have filmed been. it you should have yeah
0: I should have filmed it well wait because <clears throat> there's more glass to come in this okay. story okay so I uh so anyway, then I got back in and my wife caught me with the baseball bat and she said, what have you been doing with that? Because she always knows if the Terminator's out, there's trouble brewing. And I said, look, I've been smashing up glass and I tried to carry on walking as if it was just normal. I had some mm. glass to smash up in the front, didn't I? Yeah. Um, She's like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. What? Why have you been smashing up glass? So I explained to her, she said, have you any idea how dangerous that is? So I thought, well, I've got to put her right here. So... This is how I threw it. I said to her, Anna, I, as you know, am a socialist. <laughs> right? And she, I could see her thinking, hey, where the fuck's he taking this? Yeah. Right. And Hang I go, said, what's
1: he trying to do here? Is he trying to
0: flip this or something? These these <laughs> the the honest, hardworking, decent refuse men who work for the council come round here every Monday and Tuesday to collect our household waste and recycling, mm-hmm. right? And they put their on,
1: Hang on, hang on. Are you on weekly bin collections? Yeah. Fucking bastards.
0: Oh, mate. Fortnightly, this borough yeah. That I, this borough I live in is like... That's why I'm, I, I can't get worried or nervous about coronavirus, because it's like, you know, it's, I'm living in a good place. Shangri-La. Really. Exactly. Exactly. So you cannot fucking moan. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, I said, these people put their health and safety on the line for us, Right. <laughs> To keep our communities and our households clean and tidy, and you mm. think I am going to leave mm. a load of dangerous shards of glass in a plastic bag in the front garden for them to come along and slash their hands on? Yeah. Then I then I am not the man you think I am. No. Right. That is not me. These are honest, hardworking men. They deserve respect. And if I have to risk a little bit of my eyes. By smashing that glass to shit with smash. my baseball bat in the front garden. Smash smash. smash, 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 smash. Right. Smash, smash, smash. Right. <laughs> then then I shall do so. And not you or the bloody Tories, mm. right, or those bureaucrats in or Brussels, or Donald Trump, or those uptight bastards at the council, or, or none great, of them can stop me. a fucking Tunberg. Any of them, right? None of them can fucking poke their nose in the None of them can stop me standing up for what I believe is right. Standing up glass. for the working men of this country.
1: It's your glass. It's your glass. It's my do glass what you want with I'll,
0: it. I'll do what I want with it. And I tell you, that glass needed smashing to smithereens. And that's what fucking happened. And then I wrapped it all up in a cardboard box I had. And so now, <laughs> right... right I had a cardboard box. That, that's the best place to book glass.
1: Well, where is it now then? What's going on with it? you going to bury it? It's in the front. <laughs>
0: I'm going to chuck it in the river, mate. Like a dead animal. I'm going to chuck it in the river. No one's going to cut themselves on <laughs> there. Tie, tie some bricks to the... it. Yeah, exactly. Just like a box of dead kittens. Or soon to be dead kittens. No, it'll be all right. The bin men will take it, but it's in a hardy box. It's very. And in fact, I'm going to go out and write in a Sharpie box, caution, glass.
2: Jalapeño.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño.
0: Anyway, listen to this. That was the first, I don't know when the last time you had to deal with a broken glass situation was. Can you remember?
1: Uh, Well, it was a couple of days ago because I was doing the washing up and a glass had broken in the bowl. Oh that's lethal. It, it nicked it nicked the outside of my left hand oh. as I was doing it. And I cast my mind back to Christmas Day a few years ago when my brother mm. was making Christmas dinner for the family and yeah. he was washing up on the morning of Christmas Day before he was going to do the dinner and he did that and he slashed his hand open ended up oh. with A and E. Ended no, up with
0: A and E. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. What an absolute nightmare. And
1: I and I just I just I just Give thanks to Sir John Cosmos the other day mm. when I did this because it was just a little nick, there was no blood, and I no. thought, "Fuck me, that could have been." It was a little another, warning, another inch, and I'd have been in hospital in A and E with all the chaos, the currently I surrounds someone in the hospital. I'd feel
0: a right dickhead if I ended up in A and E now with some really stupid injury. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like
0: whereby I had to go because yeah. my life was like in a, danger.
1: Yeah, a curtain ring stuck on your knob or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Pity the man who has to go with one of those fucking dust devils rammed up his bum something hole because of anus. a wank gone wrong. Yeah, And he's there in A&E with a fucking dust devil lodged up his anus going, I'm fellas- really sorry, yeah. I know now is not the time because you're busy with other things, but the fact remains I have a hoover up my arse. I am in and- need and it needs removing i've tried to get it out myself no dice mm-hmm. i'm not i live alone uh which may explain why i've been engaging in these activities and um i knocked on my neighbor's door to see if they'd give me a hand but they said no because they're self-isolating and they're socially distancing so frankly yeah. the last thing they need is to be toying with a stranger's ass so anyway uh listen to this talking of sir john cosmos right it was a big hassle. I mean, I've told you a story of disposing of this glass. The other thing I picked up at the storage was a really nice clock that I used to have in uh, my old office, but has just been storage. Re- really good quality clock it is, right? Did you smash it up? No, well, what happened was um, <laughs> I replaced oh, yeah. the kitchen clock with this new clock that I had from the office. I said, I said look at this, this really nice, quite, quite expensive clock that you put on the wall. And I said, that old clock we've got in the kitchen isn't working anyway, so I will replaced it with this clock. one. Fucking clock! <laughs> Get it down. Get it off the wall. It's <laughs> upsetting me with its wrong time. <laughs> oh, to I can't it look up. at it.
2: <laughs>
0: I can't look at it. In fact, give it to me. I'm going to smash it in the garden. <laughs> Stupid lying <laughs> clock. Right, so I got rid of the lying clock. I put up the new clock. Uh, I was really pleased with it. This morning I got up to make tea. New clock in the night had fallen off the wall, oh. presumably because I didn't hang it properly, and its glass face had smashed to smithereens no everywhere. So I spent the whole morning cleaning up more shards Fucking of glass. Sir
1: John Cosmos.
0: Yes, yeah, so so John Cosmos is trying to tell me. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, if it was a film, you'd think it was too obvious, the no, signpost. No, it? It's like yeah. the world's gone to chaos, and suddenly poor old Sam here, is having to deal with the, you know, the me- it's a metaphor, isn't it? The broken glass <clears> is a <throat> metaphor for life. But I've just dealt with it, and I Was think it? maybe you should see that as a metaphor. When the glass breaks, don't fucking start pointing the finger or crying or shitting yourself. Sweep the fucking glass up, smash the glass up, and put yeah. the glass in a fucking box.
1: In the box? did it go in the box with the other glass? In what is no, now I've known still as your glass
0: it. It's currently in. I've got one of those dustpan and brushes where. Dustpan is on a stick. You and know it's that
1: got type. A, a, a little house. It open the house.
0: No, it doesn't have a house. But there's just a. It's a hand on a stick because it used to be all dustpan and brushes. You had to mm. get down on your knees, right? Mm. But this is the type where it's a long. Is it? Is it thing. like?
1: Is it like Bernard Langer's putter? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like that. You know the sort I'm talking <laughs> the, about. Do you? Do, I don't know if you have that sort of dustpan b- and brushes. Bernard
1: brush. Langer dustpan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's indoor. Hello, hi, hi, I'm, I'm Bernard Langer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you might recognise yeah. me from the golf tournaments, such as the Open and the Ryder Cup. What? Well, <laughs> have I got news for you?
0: <laughs> I'm here to bring I'm you diversified, into, dickheads.
1: <laughs> I'm here to bring you into a brand new world,
0: a world of easier sweeping up of the dust from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking dust, spilt rice, broken glass. Any shit you find on cat biscuits get out of the bowl. That's probably the main thing. Yeah, crumbs. (laughs) The the main thing that I sweep up day to day outside of this chaos is the cat biscuits. Because the cat, I don't know how he fucking goes about eating them, but I pour a moderate amount of biscuits in the bowl, Mm. and then he must go like a fucking hammer at them. (laughs) Because then you come back and there's cat biscuits all over the floor. <laughs> always. That's your always cat. Always a biscuits everywhere in the kitchen. That's yeah, just fucking fucking. Eat fucking sensibly, you dickhead. You're he's not like a kitten human. anymore. Eat like a human he's you're a, fucking He's asshole. not a fucking kitten. He's a grown <laughs> cat. Fucking learn some table manners. Anyway, <laughs> I swept it all up in one of those and it's still in the dustpan, but I need to do some smashing now.
1: I was going to say, that was you said the word smithereens there earlier, and I thought, mm. oh, have we got another situation here where it's going to need smashing a bit more or not?
0: It'll, uh, I will, yeah, that glass that was on the floor, it's still in shard form. Certainly, so, so there's sev- there's several large shards yeah, that are that too dangerous to remain that, in it? their current state. Are you going to wait it for Lent be- to get in? It, yeah, definitely. He'll be yeah. home from school soon, and he'll be looking for something to do. And I'll say, no worries, mate. I've got, a, I've got an, an after-school activity lined up. Go <laughs> put
1: your dressing <laughs> going on, son. I've got some more smashing to do.
0: I won't need to tell him to do that because I'm not joking. He comes through the front door. He just <laughs> he just comes through the front door on autopilot. He drops his bag, and he just runs straight upstairs and then emerges a bit like Mr. Ben or Superman yeah. just moments later in his full rig wear.
1: Nice one. He's well, a good
0: rigadier. Someone put, coined that phrase. I put it in a newsletter. Yeah. I can't remember who it is now, but they got credit. I thought it was quite good, rigadier.
1: It is. I've, um, is. Is that the end of the glass story?
0: There's no more glass to report no for more. now. For there now. may be tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Um, if you've had an incident with broken Glass and you're listening, yeah. email it in. We'll read them out if they're any good. Anything I mean, I, I'm genuinely
0: all. interested if anyone's got any advice on glass disposal. Because I I put it in a box. I I was always taught growing up, stick it in a shoebox or something like that. Are you not supposed Uh, to
1: put it in the recycling?
0: Well, yeah, but not raw. I can't just put it in the rotten glass. I can't put it in there because it's too much of a. It's too risky.
1: I think you might have to bury it. I think that's all you can do.
0: Well, you know what? I've got out back. I've got the fucking artificial astroturf grass, haven't I? So I can't dig. Imagine me. One of Britain's most enthusiastic amateur diggers, right? Deprived Living of a, a digging like opportunity that. in his own Shit. back garden. I'm not sure I there's think...
1: anything on a day-to-day basis that terrifies any of us more than a glass breaking in the kitchen.
0: I know. Fucking sends shudders it's through you, doesn't it? fucking man,
1: <laughs> isn't it? <Yeah. laughs> Fuck! Evacuate the kitchen!
2: Get the children Get to your
1: grandparents! Yeah,
0: send the kids around your mums! Fuck! <laughs> Kids Kids I want you to uh, Can you hear me kids I want you to throw A mattress Like I showed you Throw the mattress Out the window Then jump out the window Onto the mattress And then Run Keep running Until you get to Granny's In any direction <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will come for you When it's time <laughs> When
0: everything is I safe I will find you I will find you <laughs> I love you I love you
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Oh we've had a bit I'll tell it, we'll just end with an email since we're talking about John Cosmos we had an email mm. from Rich Easterbrook who's a regular contributor now and uh, when we were talking about the Blue Tones slight return appearing everywhere mm. recently thanks to Sir John Cosmos mm. uh, Rich had an experience with slight return but his emailed us he says Sir John Cosmos has once again been up to his old tricks this time it's not the Blue Tones it's Freddie Mercury oh. he says bear with me Andy because he he knows about my um, he knows you uh, hate him yeah. of Queen." He says, having watched the Queen documentary on Saturday in which they made their money-spinning legacy-ruining tour with Adam Lambert, (laughs) replacing (laughs) Freddie Mercury, of course, uh, making it sound like the biggest comeback since Lazarus, I told my wife about it on Sunday afternoon while we made our tea, where I took apart the whole thing, he did a deep dive, um, and exclaimed that they can't replace Freddie, so they shouldn't bother. He can do the lot, Freddie. Rock, blues, gospel, opera. That is indeed the lot. (laughs) Um, On the word opera the family Spotify playlist set to random played the 1992 operatic crossover hit Barcelona. Nothing too sensational about that. It's a playlist with a finite amount of songs and we all like Queen. Well, I mean, that's pretty cosmosy, isn't it? He's talking about... Um,
0: it's fairly, yeah. It yeah. registers on the cosmos scale. About, but
1: then again, our devices are listening to us. We know that now. So that might have triggered yeah. that. But he says more. Mm. Moments later, we went through to the dining room to eat, put the radio on, and what song should be playing on Greatest Hits Radio? That's obviously mm. the best radio station in the world. Greatest mm-hmm. Hits Radio.
0: It is. Well, why would you need it's another station? got the greatest hits on hasn't This it? is the greatest hits. It's not the quite good hits, <laughs> it's, it's the greatest, the greatest hits.
1: <laughs> and he says, what should be playing on Greatest Hits Radio? That's right, Barcelona. <sighs> We're in an uncertain world now, and I have no idea what this means or what Sir John Cosmos is trying to tell me, but I'm certain that it means something. Yeah, mm. that's definitely a, a Sir John Cosmos incident there.
0: Well, I had one I had one today, which was uh, when I woke up in the morning as I was making tea during the glass sweeping, mm. I started in my head singing, just in my head, singing Buffalo Stance, right, by Nenture, yeah. which is one of my all-time favourite songs. And I think the reason it was on my mind was that someone on Twitter had said, what's the best ever opening track to an album? Right. And a very funny, smart woman called, on, on Twitter, she's called Flipping Kath, and she is the co-host of the Ian Lee oh, yeah. radio show and yeah. podcast, right? So a lot of people all, all know who she is. And she's, she's someone who I've worked with and who I respect greatly. And she wrote, Buffalo Stance, mm. and I thought, fucking hell, she might be right. Mm. That's a good shout. I mean, it's a great song in its own right, but when you imagine a debut album opening with a song that powerful, yeah, so I started singing it in my head, which I do from time to time, and it's such a multifaceted song, there's so much to it, it's amazing, right? There's, it, yeah. It's one of those songs that has so many different elements to it, right? Yeah, in every way. I mean, like. There there's bits where it's like just a straightforward soul track, there's bits of rapping, there's bits where she cuz she's of um she's sort of quite culturally mixed, knowing the cherry, like so she's lived in London and New York at different times of her life. She she talks in a New York accent and a London accent mm. within the same song, which I always Impossible found fascinating. To
1: do you would think for almost anyone?
0: Yeah. She was on then, it
1: was on it was on the top of the pop's repeats recently. her doing that. Was she
0: in the studio doing yeah. it? Yeah. Fucking hell, that was amazing! And was, I was
1: watching it. I was still like, "Shit, this is amazing." It, it's it was mind blowing than it was then.
0: But when I mean? it happened, when she came out, you just thought she was the coolest person you'd ever seen, and she, she, she was pregnant as well. She was pregnant with pre- Eagle Eye Cherry. No,
1: she was. She was, <laughs> <coughs> she was pregnant with
0: Mabel Ah,
1: Maple. That's well, a thought. It might be Mabel I don't know.
0: The bit that came into my head this morning when I was thinking to myself, "Fucking hell, what a great song." was where it suddenly slows down. It's a bit I don't think about that much. Towards the end, it slows down, and she suddenly goes... It's been really rampant, and Oop. she suddenly goes really slow, and she goes... Wind on my face, sound in my ears, water from my eyes, and you are my mind, as I sink, diving down deep, deeper into your soul. <laughs> like, it's, compl- it's got no relation to the rest of the song, Just but it, it sounds wicked. And then it goes... And you think, fucking hell. Anyway... I was whistling that to myself, sweeping up the old shards yeah. of glass, thinking about the smashing I was going to do later. Yeah. Ooh. Then I go upstairs, deliver the tea to my family, mm-hmm. come back downstairs, switch the radio on. Sean Keaveney's on Six Music, and he goes, "Is a bit of Nina Cherry. Wow. And Buffalo Stance comes wow. on. There you go. Now that is quite Cosmos. cosmosy. It's not the most cosmosy thing, because you could say, Well, this is a song that gets a lot of radio play. It's not an obscure track. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, nevertheless, not being
1: read before it comes on two minutes later, is it?
0: It's fucking that's weird, cosmos-y. isn't it? Yeah. And I've just the looked at M- Mabel was born Nina in 1996,
1: Cherry. so Mabel wasn't in in. guts. When was she born? 96. 1996, so she wasn't in
0: Nana's guts during that, that Top was, of the Pops. It was 89, Buffalo Stance, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I so no. And i tell you what, mate, it sounds as fresh today as it did back then. <laughs> <laughs> Timeless. If right. not fresher.
1: Right, that's it. Got no else to add. That's it no one.
0: but uh, we'll, we will be back tomorrow and day after and day after and forever unless we get the coronavirus and in fact even if we get oh. I, I know a couple of people who've got coronavirus yeah. and I've spoken to them and I, I don't think it's likely to stop you podcasting in even all if it
1: gets really bad we'll still do it because it'll be like an audio diary of what it's it like it will
0: yeah no I think it'll definitely be worth doing little bits and bobs but no I've got I've, my sister-in-law has got it she, right. she's a midwife so Jesus. she's picked it up in the hospital and by the way, in her ward, the the um, I think it's called Baby's guts ward. Yeah, right? the guts ward, lady guts ward. Right now, in that ward, the midwife bit, right? The M- maternity ward, right? <laughs> fucking some someone had nicked all of their sanitizer oh, and yeah. face masks. This is, this is
1: happening all over the place. I've heard that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So she's there uh, trying to fucking deliver babies, and she hasn't got any equipment because some fucking cunts nicked it all. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's and, all- now, and now, to top it all off, she's got fucking coronavirus, which means my brother and everyone else in the house has got it as well. So they're all locked up. And the bad, worst thing about that is that she can't be at work delivering babies.
1: Fucking our, uh, our mutual friend Mark hens mm. writer and all-round good guy, uh, yeah. he was tweeting earlier on that his local pharmacist. Mm.
0: Um,
1: not seeing anything. No about comment. That. No yeah. comment has been um, taking the boxes of paracetamol off the shelves and selling them for £2.50 a strip.
0: Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. Um, again, no comment. What the pharmacists choose to do in times of crisis is up to them. But
0: uh, Well, I can't say anything because of what's gone down earlier in the year. No, but as I said, no comment. Draw your own conclusions. There Let's wrap go. it up. Before yeah. I say something I shouldn't, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it from us. Thanks for listening. Okay. As always, bye bye.
0: Keep it county.